want to make a quick note about this this functioning believer the Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit we have to understand that the Holy Spirit does not dwell in your soul doesn't per se dwell in your body like that it dwells in your spirit but the Holy Spirit is not a taker over of your spirit the Holy Spirit does not take you over. See, the enemy spirit possesses your spirit and brings it into subjection. The Holy Spirit seeks to fellowship with your spirit because you are a believer in Christ. And I think this is something that's kind of been missing in the ingredients of this whole thing is that the Holy Spirit communicates with your spirit. Then it is your spirit's job to communicate to your soul and your body what the will of God is. That puts you in the proper alignment with God. Because if it wasn't that way, then it would be Holy Spirit, your soul, your body. Well, what it is, is that it's the Holy Spirit, your spirit, fellowshipping with each other in a temple made of the flesh and blood of Christ. And then from that temple, the Holy Spirit can speak to your spirit and your spirit can speak to your soul and your body can become obedient. See, that's a very important understanding. He said, you are the temple of the living God because the spirit of God lives in that temple. With who? Your spirit. Holy Spirit dwells with your spirit. And that's how believers can be, you know, cardinal. That's how believers can be still trapped in the world's mindset and, and, and in the flesh. Because, because just because the Holy Spirit fellowships with your spirit doesn't mean that your, your soul is in obedience to this relationship and see the whole ideal of what we're talking about in this spiritual understanding is that we want to bring ourselves in the proper alignment so that the Lord, so that the Holy Spirit can have the position in our lives that he wants to take up. But again, he does not do away with your spirit. You know, your spirit, when he made your spirit alive and quickened your spirit and made it alive, he made your spirit able to communicate with the Holy Spirit because of the flesh and blood of Christ that dwells within you. And then it is your spirit's job to communicate this relationship to the vessel. But the oftentimes the Holy Spirit and your spirit can't communicate to your vessel because your soul life is still strong. Your soul life is still in control of your thought life. And the ideal of the understanding is that when you begin to understand or are taught how to bring your soul life under control of your spirit as your spirit fellowships with the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is, doesn't control your spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't control your mind. The Holy Spirit doesn't control your body. The Holy Spirit seeks to give understanding to your spirit so that your spirit can take its proper position of authority in your life. You know, you are fellowshipping with God. God is not a dictator. He does not take over your body like a, a possession, so to speak. He does not take over and then 
force you to do this and force you to do that. No, he does not do that. Does not relate to us like that. That's what the enemy spirit does. The enemy spirit seeks to 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 annul your 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 spirit seeks to annul the authority of your spirit and have you follow its desire in its spirit. That's not what the Holy Spirit seeks to do. So when we begin to understand this, see, this will this will solve a lot of the born again believers life problems. See. And it also, too, will bring about a position where the Holy Spirit can bring about the, the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, the Holy Spirit is, in, institutes the return of the Lord Jesus Christ by preparing the body. The spirit of Elijah prepares the body by preparing the human spirit to Receive the return of the Lord. And see, this is why Paul says that you might move beyond the rudiment things of the faith of Christ and, and move into maturity. Well, the, the Holy Spirit is not going to mature your soul life. Because because the soul life is too attached to the flesh life, to the carnality of life itself exists in the soul. The maturity of the born again believer exists within their spirit, that your spirit might grow up, that your spirit might grow up and be able to take possession and take control of your vessel. See, when this reality hits the body of Christ, it will change the way we are presented. It will change the way even the gospel is presented to us. And even our relationship to the gospel will, will, will mature. You know what I'm saying? Your relationship to the gospel will mature. See, for a long time, our relationship to the gospel has not been in a place of maturity. Because we've been trying to, in many ways, mead and, 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 and sculpt and, 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 and fashion and form the soul to conform to the spirit. And oftentimes to the Holy Spirit. This is what Paul says that what? The cardinal mind cannot... Be obedient to the Holy Spirit. That's why Jesus said, let this mind be in you, not the mind of your soul, but the mind of your spirit. Let the mind of your spirit be in you, be in a position of authority in your life. See, this is where the born-again believer begins to enter into the last phase of their salvation, the maturity of their spirit person. Because when your spirit person matures, then your spirit person can then take authority over what your soul has experienced, what it has gone through, the reaction and the relationship to those things, the relationship in your family, the culture, then your spirit can begin to take authority over the culture that your soul naturally knows. And your spirit has to take authority over the culture that your, that your soul naturally knows 
Because all of the carnality and all the flesh dwells within the relationship to your soul. So the Lord Jesus Christ is not trying to mature your soul. The Lord Jesus Christ, in my opinion, my humble opinion, wants to mature your spirit. So your spirit, as your spirit fellowships with the Holy Spirit, can take authority of your vessel. And that is the mind of Christ, a mature spirit that's led by the Holy Spirit. That's a mature mind. Let this mind be in you. That's the clothing that you put on. Says, put on Christ. Put on the clothing of Christ. Well, what is the clothing of Christ? The Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit wants to fellowship and clothe your spirit in its righteousness. So that you can come under obedience in your natural life. And you're no longer tossed to and fro by winds of doctrine and, 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 and the little things. Paul says that we might go beyond the rudiment things, not doing away with them. But see, if you're still stuck in the rudiment things of Christ, you're not matured. You're not living a mature spiritual life. You're still stuck in the ABCs of your salvation. You're still stuck in the ABCs of your relationship to being born again. Settle the settle the issue. Settle the issue. If you are a temple of the living God, what does that mean? It means that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. Where? In your spirit. How? In the temple built by the flesh and blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit sits down. But the Holy Spirit and your spirit can't take control or authority of your vessel because your soul life is still in control of your mind. The soul life is not the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ only exists within the spirit, within your spirit. So what you see now, you see the born again believer in a, in a proper alignment where their spirit is fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit and their soul has become subjugated to the Desires of the spirit that dwells in them. And I use the word subjugated. It becomes humble and broken because the voice of your spirit is stronger than the voice of your soul and your body. See, when your spirit stands up in you, then your soul has to sit down. I'm going to say that again. When the, your spirit and the Holy Spirit that fellowships together, when your spirit stands up, your soul has to sit down and your body is just the, is just the physical vessel for this activity. I had to sit my soul mind down and pick up another mind. He says, let this mind be in you, which was in Christ Jesus. Well, where is Christ Jesus' mind? In the Holy Spirit. And where's the Holy Spirit? In your spirit, in the temple built by the flesh and blood of Christ. That's why Jesus says, unless you eat and drink my flesh and blood, you are not of me. He's talking about the building of the temple. That's what he's talking about. Unless you allow me to build this temple inside of you, the Holy Spirit cannot sit down in the human spirit without my flesh and blood covering it. 
That's how you are born again. That's how you are crucified with Christ. Because your spirit possesses the physical, because God, Jesus Christ is divine. His flesh and blood is divine and is able to come into your spirit and build a temple. Only God can do that. Only the living God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of Jacob, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Only that God can do that. And fellowship with you, fellowship with your spirit. And when this happens to the born again believers, see, when this becomes the focal point of the born again believer, growing their spirit up in Christ Jesus, growing your spirit up in the Holy Spirit, growing your spirit up so that your spirit can take the authority of your, take authority of your life. That's how you mature. That's how you grow up in Christ, by allowing your spirit to grow up. Does that make sense to somebody? You look at it even in the natural. When you grow up, you reach a certain age, you have different responsibilities than you did when you was a teenager. When you become so-called a grown man and a grown woman, you have different responsibilities, what? To yourself. But see, we have born-again believers that are in a, in a latent state of immaturity. They're in a retarded state of growth, so to speak. They're in a latent state of maturity. Let me get it right. I'll fix it. It's okay. Many born again believers are immature spiritually. I was one and just recently began to grow up. Where my spirit took control of my vessel. So this is new to all of us. Paul said, let's walk in maturity that you might be mature. Where does that maturity land? In your spirit. Where does it land? In your spirit. That you might have a grown up spirit. The spirit of a grown-up believer in Christ. That doesn't happen in your soul life. That happens in your spirit. And your spirit will begin to take the authority over your vessel. And it is this believer's opinion that when that happens... We will speed the return of the Lord. I want him to come back. I'm not saying this and saying that, but I don't like this world. I hate it. That doesn't mean that there aren't beautiful things that God has placed in it. That don't mean that there's not beautiful things that God has not created. But I hate the spirit of the world 
in me. The spirit of the world is broken. The spirit of the world is deprived. The spirit of the world is fleshly. The spirit of the world is cardinal and cannot serve God. You know, I, I, I witnessed, uh, uh, you know, I used to belong to these so-called mega churches and I ain't got but less than a, two minutes. And I noticed that the people were following after a man's spirit, a woman's spirit. And they were not, and they were, they were being taught to be obedient to that person's spirit, to the set man, to the set woman's spirit. They were set up to be obedient to the mission of that particular so-called set person. And the more they was in many ways obedient to the mission of the set man and set woman, they were considered faithful to God. But their spirit remains immature. So the analogy, the analogy was that if you are obedient to some position, some ministry, some this, some bishop, some that, then you must be growing spiritually. But that don't mean that you're mature in Christ. It just means that you are a will, a willful servant of a system of another man's spirit, whether he's mature or not. He just might be operating in a formula. See, many preachers, many churches, many activities are in a formulated relationship with God. It's not maturity. Because in a mature church, everybody should be able to preach the most powerful word. Because we're all growing up. We're all maturing. We're all growing up in Christ, not in this ministry, not in this man, but in Christ. We have his mind. So the preaching has to reflect that. If the preaching doesn't reflect a mature mind in Christ, that's not the purpose of that ministry. I got to let that one. Simmer.